So if you were here last week, you know that we began a series of messages focused on listening in order to be different people. Empezamos una serie sobre escuchar por ser diferentes. And in this first message last week specifically, we talked about the struggle that it is to be still. Hablamos primero de la lucha por ser quietos. How hard that is. And I noted in that message that uh, our society, really our busy lives, fight against silence. I mean, we just run from that. Luchamos en contra del silencio. And there are a lot of reasons why we don't like silence. One of the reasons is that sometimes we carry pain inside of us and we just don't want to deal with it. A veces llevamos dolor adentro y no queremos enfrentarlo. Other times we are, uh, you know, being bombarded with negative voices and we want to drown out those voices. We don't want to hear them, so we just kind of stay busy and we keep a lot of noise around us so we don't have to do that. Queremos tapar las voces negativas. A veces uh, no queremos escucharlas y en el silencio se, se escucha. But the other reason I said last week that we often avoid silence is that there is something inside of us that resists slowing down and really listening to God's word. Algo adentro que resiste la palabra de Dios también. And so today, I would like to go into what that is a little bit more. I'd like to talk about that something inside of us that resists God's word. Quiero hablar de lo que resiste la palabra de Dios adentro hoy. And to help us do that, we're going to turn to a section of scripture that may seem hard to understand at first. And I'm hoping I can break it down for you. Vamos a mirar un texto que parece difícil al principio, pero espero desmenuzarlo. Uh, it's Hebrews chapter 4 in the New Testament, and it's verses 6 through 13. Es Hebreos 4, del 6 al 13. You'll see page numbers up there. Those page numbers will help you to find the place where I'm reading from if you're using the Bibles from the back. Uh, la página indica donde está nuestro texto de las Biblias que están detrás. Now, last week, if you were here, you may remember, I invited you each day of the week to... Listen to God's word, but to do something else before that, to take just one minute of silence before you listen to God's word. Les invité a sacar un minuto de silencio antes de escuchar la palabra de Dios cada día. Well, I want us to model that right now. I'd like to do that with us right now. So we're going to do something a little unusual, uh, maybe uncomfortable, but I hope you'll play along. I'm going to give us one minute of silence. Vamos a sacar un minuto de silencio, and I want to encourage us to take that minute to kind of push everything off to the side so that when I begin to read, we're open to what God has to say. And so let's take that minute right now. Vamos a tomar un minuto de silencio antes de la lectura.
the word of God. It still remains that some will enter that rest. And those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in because of their disobedience. Therefore, God again set a certain day, calling it today, when a long time later he spoke through David, as was said before. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. La palabra de Dios dice, sin embargo, todavía falta que algunos entren en ese reposo y los primeros a quienes se les anunció la buena noticia no entraron por causa de su desobediencia. Por eso Dios volvió a fijar un día, que es hoy, cuando mucho después declaró por medio de David lo que ya se ha mencionado. Si ustedes oyen hoy su voz, no endurezcan el corazón. Si Josué les hubiera dado el reposo, Dios no habría hablado posteriormente de otro día. Por consiguiente, queda todavía un reposo especial para el pueblo de Dios. Porque el que entra en el reposo de Dios descansa también de sus obras, así como Dios descansó de las suyas. Esforcémonos pues por entrar en ese reposo para que nadie caiga al seguir aquel ejemplo de desobediencia. Ciertamente la palabra de Dios es viva y poderosa y más cortante que cualquier espada de dos filos. Penetra hasta lo más profundo del alma y del espíritu, hasta la médula de los huesos y juzga los pensamientos y las intenciones del corazón. Ninguna cosa creada escapa a la vista de Dios. Todo está al descubierto, expuesto a los ojos de aquel a quien hemos de rendir cuentas. So, to recap, last week we were looking at the prophet Isaiah chapter 30. And in Isaiah chapter 30 we saw how the people of Israel were constantly trying to run away. They were trying to run away from God's voice. And Isaiah 30, los israelitas querían huir de la voz de Dios. And I said that the reason they did this was that they were like disobedient children. I gave the example of, of children in the playground whose parents say, hey, it's time to come home. And what do the kids do? They cover up their ears and they just keep playing. That's the way the Israelites were. Eran como niños en el parque cuyo padre los llaman a casa y se tapan los oídos. The Israelites were doing that. In fact, if we just go a few verses before our reading today in chapter 4, verse 2, it says something interesting. It says that the people of Israel had the gospel. They had the good news preached to them. Ellos tenían proclamados uh, uh, el, uh, los mensajes de las buenas noticias. And, and we also have had the good news preached to us. So they had the good news like we have the good news. Ellos tuvieron las buenas noticias como nosotros. But here's the problem. The message of the good news for the people of Israel had no value for them because they did not believe it 
and they did not obey it. Ese mensaje no les tuvo valor porque no la, la creyeron ni la recibieron. And so then, later on in that same chapter of Hebrews, it says God made a declaration. Uh, that declaration, you'll find it, I believe, it's in verse 3. God declared an oath in anger. These people, the people of Israel, they're never going to enter my rest. Dios declaró, este pueblo uh, jamás entrarán en mi reposo. So what was God talking about? The rest that God was talking about was the rest of the promised land. That the people would not go into the promised land because they didn't listen to God's word. No iban a entrar en, en la tierra prometida porque no escuchaban la palabra de Dios. You may know the story. If you don't, I'll tell it to you. They came to the, uh, the border of the promised land after going through the desert. Pasaron por el desierto, estaban a la frontera de la tierra prometida. And God sent 12 spies inside the land to, to scout out the land. And the whole idea was to raise up their faith, to show them that, yeah, this is a great place. Dios envió a dos espías para mirar la tierra, para mostrarles que era un, un buen lugar. But instead of that, the spies came back and 10 of them had a bad report. They said, oh, man, we can't do this. These people are too big. Los diez espías dijeron, no podemos entrar. Only two spies. Joshua and Caleb said, yeah, this is our land. We can do this with God's help. Solo Josué y Caleb dijeron, podemos hacer esto. And the people grumbled, and the people complained, and the people said, oh no, what are we going to do? We can't go into this land. We're going to get creamed. Why did God even show us this? Why didn't he just let us die in the desert? ¿Por qué no nos permitió Dios morir en el desierto? Dijo el pueblo. And God said, well, if that's as far as you can believe, guess what? That's what you're going to get. Si es lo único que creen, es lo que van a recibir. And so for 40 years, that generation had to, you'll see the map there of where they went. They wandered for 40 years in the desert. Tuvieron que pagar 40 años en el desierto. Why? Their sin was not trusting God's word, not believing God's promise. No creían en la promesa de Dios. And that's where we pick up our reading today. In verse 6, it says, those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in. They didn't go into the promised land because of their disobedience. Dice a los primeros a quienes se les anunció la buena noticia no entraron por causa de su desobediencia. So the writer of Hebrews is basically saying to you and to me, to all of us, don't be like those people. Don't stay in the desert. No sean como ellos. And then, in verse 7, it says this. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Si oyen hoy su voz, no endurezcan el corazón. And the writer of Hebrews notes that that is a word, that is a verse that was spoken originally by King David in the Psalms. In Psalm 95, if you go to Psalm 95, verses 7 and 8, that is a word-for-word -word quotation. Es una cita del Salmo 95, 7 8 de David. And this is referring to another incident in the history of Israel in the desert. Se trata otro problema en el desierto. It goes back to after the people came out of Egypt, they had no water, no tenían agua. And God led them to a place where there were springs of water, miraculous water coming up out of the ground. Dios les llevó a un lugar donde había agua. In Exodus 15, God said to them, Look, if you'll listen to my voice, if you'll listen to what I'm saying to you, 
I'm always going to take care of you. I'm always going to come through. I'm the Lord who heals you. Si escucha mi voz siempre, voy a cuidar de ustedes. It's what Cody was talking about. He says, I'm your father. Listen to me. I'll take care of you. Well, you go two chapters later in Exodus. Exodus chapter 17, they come to a place where, guess what? They have no water. Otra vez en Exodus 17, no tienen agua. And instead of listening to God's voice, what do they do? Their hearts become hard, and they grumble, and they complain, and they rebel against God. Se quejan y se rebelan en contra de Dios. They didn't rest. Just like they didn't rest by going into the promised land, they didn't rest in God's promise to take care of them. They didn't listen to his voice. No descansaron la promesa de Dios para cuidar de ellos. And so they turned away from him. And so here we have two examples where there is lack of faith and there's lack of obedience. Hay dos ejemplos, falta de fe y de, de, de obediencia. And now the writer of Hebrews is saying, guess what? There is still a promise of rest out there for those who are willing to take advantage of it. Hay una promesa de descanso para los que se aprovechan de ella. God's rest wasn't just for the people in the desert. Su reposo no era para los en el desierto solamente. God's rest, in fact, wasn't just for the people who went into the promised land. No era para los que entraron la tierra prometida. Yeah, they went into the promised land, all right, but that doesn't mean that's when the resting stopped. Look at verse 8, versículo 8. If Joshua had given them rest, God would not have later spoken about another day. Si Josué les hubiera dado el reposo, Dios no habría hablado posteriormente de otro día. Joshua was the leader of the people of Israel who took them into the promised land. Josué les llevó a la tierra prometida. And he's saying, if, if going into that new land had truly given the people rest, God would have stopped talking about another day of rest. But God continues to talk about it. Si Josué les hubiera llevado a la tierra prometida para descansar, no habría hablado Dios posteriormente otro día. Look at verse 10, it says, or verse 9, it says, there remains, there is still out there, a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Todavía hay un descanso, un reposo especial para el pueblo de Dios. Verse 10, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. El que entra en el reposo de Dios descansa también de sus obras, así como Dios descansó de las suyas. God rested from his works. Dios descansó de sus obras. When? On the seventh day of creation, the Bible tells us. En el séptimo día. On the seventh day of creation, God only created one thing, a day of rest. He stopped from his working. Dios paró de obrar en el séptimo día y él dio un día de descanso. But now this is saying something else. It's saying that we, who are the people of God, still have an opportunity for a Sabbath rest out there. 
but not just every seven days. That's what's built into our calendar, right? A day of rest, every seven days. But this is talking about something greater, something bigger. This is saying there is a day of rest, an opportunity to rest, not just every seven days, but every single day, because this is a spiritual rest we're talking about. Hay un reposo no solo cada, cada siete días, sino todos los días. It's every day that we can enter into this rest that God has for us. So how do we do that? ¿Cómo entramos en este reposo de Dios? Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Hoy si oyen su voz no endurezcan el corazón. In other words, we have an opportunity to enter into this special rest that God has provided by listening to and receiving and responding to God's word. Entramos en el reposo escuchando, recibiendo y respondiendo a la palabra de Dios. So, verse 10 says that we rest from our works. What are the works that we're called to rest from? ¿Cuáles son las obras de las cuales debemos descansar? If we look at the examples that I just gave you, the two examples, and if you look at the context, Bible scholars basically believe this is talking about two different ways we are to rest from our works. Se trata de dos maneras de descansar de las obras nuestras. First of all, we are called to rest from the work of sinning, from the work of our evil doing. Somos llamados a descansar del pecado. The word Sabbath means to stop. El sábado es parar. And so we're called to stop from our sin. Stop from our evil ways, from our creatively devious deeds. Debemos parar del pecado. That's one way we're called to rest, but there's another way. The second way we're called to rest is to rest from our own efforts to earn God's favor through our good works. Debemos parar en nuestros esfuerzos para ganar el favor de Dios con nuestras propias buenas obras. Don't you find that in life we're either doing one or the other? We're either sinning and trying to go our own way or we're trying to earn God's way by our own efforts. Estamos intentando o pecar o meditar el favor de Dios. Now this isn't saying that we should stop doing good works. Eso no dice paramos de hacer las buenas obras. In fact, if you look at the Bible in 2 Thessalonians, it says we should never get tired of doing what is good. No debemos cansar no sé lo que es bueno. But this isn't saying stop doing good works. It's saying we're to stop from trying through our own efforts to pay for our own sins because, frankly, we can't. No debemos pagar nuestros pecados. You know what this is talking about? Stopping from sin is repentance. Stopping from trying to earn our own good works is faith. It's trusting in the good work of God instead of our own. Parar del pecado es arrepentimiento y parar de nuestras buenas obras, de, de, de meditar las buenas obras es fe. You know what we're finding here? We're finding the pattern that we've been finding all year in Scripture, that repentance and faith are what turn us into different people. 
That's what conversion is about. Es el arrepentimiento y la fe. It's exactly what we talked about last week from Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust, faith is your strength. En el arrepentimiento y la calma está su salvación. En la serenidad y la confianza está su fuerza. And we're to do this. We're called to turn away from sin and to trust in the work of God here and now in this moment that we call today. Lo hacemos hoy. In fact, verse 11 says that we're to make every effort to enter into the rest that God has for us. Debemos hacer un esfuerzo por entrar en el reposo que Dios tiene para nosotros. How? By hearing God's voice, by being open to receive his word, by being open to respond to it. That, that's what that verse is saying. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Se trata de, de oír la voz de Dios y tener un corazón blando. So God, our loving heavenly Father, is inviting us to find rest. To find rest now, today, in this very moment, by opening ourselves up to his word. He's saying to us every day, listen, listen, listen. Cody's got it right. That's what fathers do, and that's what our heavenly father is doing with us. He's saying, will you hear me? Dios nuestro Padre Celestial nos invita a encontrar reposo en este mismo momento, escuchando su voz, estando sensibles a su palabra. There's something else about God's word we, we need to understand, and that's found in verse 12, versículo 12. It says, the word of God is living and active sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. La palabra de Dios es viva y poderosa y más cortante que cualquier espada de dos filos. Penetra hasta lo más profundo del alma y del espíritu hasta la médula, la médula de los huesos y juzga los pensamientos y las intenciones del corazón. You hear what that's saying? It's saying that the word of God is not just on paper. The word of God is active. The word of God is alive. La palabra de Dios es activa y viva. And that means it is around me. And, and really, uh, if I am to hear the word of God, and if I'm to believe the word of God, and if I'm to obey the word of God, I have to do it. Now, I can't hear God's word yesterday. No puedo oír la palabra de Dios ayer. Why? Because I'm not there. I can't believe and obey God's word tomorrow. Because tomorrow isn't here yet and I'm not there. No puedo creer la palabra y obedecer la mañana porque no estoy aquí. The only time that I can take in this word from God and respond to it and follow it and be sensitive to it is in this moment right here and right now and that word is alive. And if my heart is soft and if my ears are open and I let it get in, it's going to begin to do heart surgery. 
Si permito que la palabra entre, va a ser una cirugía a mi corazón. It is sharp. It's going to cut in. It's going to get down to those things we talked about. The word of God gets into my pain. The word of God is going to be able to, to split up and help me to understand the negative voices that are coming at me from the world, the flesh and the devil. La palabra de Dios se enfrenta a las voces negativas. And the word of God is going to get into the dark places. In fact, if my heart is hard, it's going to judge the thoughts and attitudes of my heart. It's going to lay me open like a fillet of fish. And it's going to show me where I am missing the point. La palabra de Dios me va a abrir. Everything, verse 13 says, is exposed to God. Here's why we resist God's word. Because we know God can see. We can't hide. Dios puede ver, no podemos escondernos. So, I can only hear God now and obey God now. And here's the thing, I can only rest in the Lord now. Solo puedo oír y obedecer y descansar en el Señor ahora. And so, what are we called to do? To make every effort to do so. Make every effort to enter the rest of God today. Nos esforcemos, nos esforzamos por entrar en el reposo de Dios. And there's something else here. God's inviting you and me to find rest, but there's something else I want to tease out of this. Okay, so look at verse 8 again. Miren versículo 8 otra vez. It says, If Joshua had given them rest, God would not have later spoken about another day. Si Josué les hubiera dado reposo, Dios no habría hablado posteriormente de otro día. The name Joshua in Hebrew is Yeshua. Josué es Yeshua en hebreo. In the original language of this verse, Greek, the name Joshua is Jesus. Griego Jesús, and that is the name Jesus. The name Joshua and the name Jesus are the same name. Josué y Jesús son el mismo nombre. So if we begin to look between the lines here, understanding what we've learned so far, this would seem to be saying that if the original Joshua had been able to take the people of Israel into true rest in the promised land, God would not have needed to speak about another day of rest and by implications, another Joshua. Si el primer Josué les hubiera dado reposo, Dios no habría hablado posteriormente de otro día y de otro Josué. But you see, we needed another Joshua. We need another Joshua, and his name is Jesus. Jesus is the other Joshua. He's the superior Joshua. Jesus is el Josué superior. Why? Because on a certain day called Good Friday, Jesus came and he surrendered himself to the Father's will. His heart was soft for you and me and he gave himself up in that moment because the Father said this is what was needed and he died upon the cross 
to pay for our sins so that I don't have to make that effort to pay for my sin because I can't. And he died so that I could leave that sin. I'm now set free from it. I'm no longer a slave to it. You see what he did on that special day. Jesús se rindió al Padre y murió en la cruz para, para quitar mis pecados, para que yo no tuviera que vivir con ellos y también para que no tuviera que meritar el favor de Dios. Jesus didn't just die. He took us to the promised land by rising again from the dead. Resucitó de los muertos. And he is, people, the word of God who is living and active. Él es la palabra de Dios que viva activa. And what he wants to do is he wants to get in to you and to me. He wants to get in and perform heart surgery on us. Él quiere hacer una cirugía en nosotros. So we can rest today from our hard-hearted activities. We can rest from our tension and, and, and stress to try to be right with God. Podemos descansar de nuestros pecados y actividades para meritar el favor de Dios. And we can turn from sin. Stop that old life and embrace the work of Jesus by faith. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Son las buenas noticias. So here's the thing I want to bring us to. God is speaking right now. Jesus is calling out and inviting us right now to hear his voice and to respond to him. Jesús nos llama ahora para escuchar su voz. So the question is, what are you hearing and what do you need to do to respond? ¿Cómo tienes que responder? You may need to stop going in a sinful direction. You know it's not where you should be going. You may need to just say, I'm done with that. A lo mejor tienes que dejar algo. You may be called to trust in God in a way you've never trusted in Him before. A lo mejor tienes que confiar en Dios. You may need to surrender something. You may need uh, to recommit in some way where you've kind of lost your track and you're wandering about in the desert. A lo mejor tienes que hacer un nuevo compromiso o rendirte. Whatever God is putting on your heart that you know you need to do, I want to give us a space to do it. Now, not tomorrow. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Hoy si oyen su voz, no endurezcan el corazón. So I want to invite our worship team to come up right now. We're going to enter into a time of worship. And this is a time where I want to step out of the way. We want to get out of the way for you to hear what you need to hear from God And if you need prayer, if you need to come forward for prayer, you're welcome to come forward. If you need to go to the back and pray with someone, you can do that too. We have spiritual leaders here, our elders like Cody and others who are willing to pray with you, talk with you. There may be a step you need to take and you need some human help to get you to that point. We're willing to do that. But I want to throw this open for us to respond. Quiero que podamos responder. So would you pray with me right now? Vamos a orar.
oh Lord Jesus, you are the son who perfectly followed the father's plan. Eres el hijo Jesús que ha seguido el plan del padre. This morning, we recognize that we are not perfect children. No somos tus hijos perfectos. We either go our own way and don't listen at all, or we try to make up for it in ways that you've never ordained or asked us to do. A veces nos apartamos de tus caminos sin escucharte. A otras veces intentamos recompensar nuestros errores de manera que no es apropiada. But you are here, Jesus. You are alive. You are active. Holy Spirit, help us now to find rest in your presence just pray anyone in the, in the within the sound of my voice that that knows they need to turn their back on an old life and follow you Jesus in a new life that they could simply say that Lord Jesus I turn from sin and I trust in you que si alguien necesita cambiar su vida que digan simplemente Jesús dejo mi pecado atrás y confío en ti speak lord we're listening. We praise you for the gift of Jesus, that second Joshua. Gracias por el regalo de Jesús, el segundo Josué. It's in his holy name we pray and we say together, Amen.